You're listening to WGSN DB, Going Solo Network, Singles Talk Radio Channel, where we take a lighthearted and candid approach to discussions on the journey of relationship loss, divorce, parenting, being single, relationships building, dating, and yes, sex. Join our listeners and begin living your best life. everyone. This is Cece with Going Solo and you're listening to WGSN DB Going Solo Network. We are on the WGSN DB Business Showcase and we're also, we're going to honor the Author's Corner Meet the Author at the same time. We have an absolutely fantastic gentleman with us today and I tell you what, his book says it all. His name is Mark S. Lewis. He's the author of Give a Damn. The Ticket to Cultural Change. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Cece, for having me on. I'm delighted to be with you today. Oh, it is great having you. Well, I tell you what, you are, you know, a business coach, a keynote speaker. You're, you know, an author, a mentor. Uh, You're from New Orleans, so we want to appreciate you being here with us today. Tell us a little bit about your background, because let's face it, you're successful. And so to go out and write a book about you know, given a damn, right? Give a damn. And so what, what possessed you to do that? And what was the, you know, what was your momentum to, to doing something like that? So my uh, background is that I'm originally from Rochester, New York. I've got a undergraduate degree at Boston College. And then I went to Tulane and got my MBA there. And that's how it brought me to New Orleans. And I've been here ever since, since uh, 1979. Mm-hmm. So I started with IBM for 13 years after I graduated and then uh, left IBM to start an internet company in 1994. And that was one of the first internet service providers in New Orleans that was very successful. I kind of got lucky and fell into that, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, when you work hard, then luck follows your way sometimes. So I did that for uh, about three years. We sold the company. I started another business, merged that with a couple other businesses. We sold that. And then I ran a nonprofit group called the Louisiana Technology Council for 10 years. And that was was truly a turnaround because... The words Louisiana and technology don't usually go together. And so uh, we were able to uh, take Louisiana from 49th out of 50 states to 32nd in terms of technology employment. And a lot of that's credited to the support that I got and the membership that grew. But if you told me 10 years ago I was going to write a book, I probably would have told you you're absolutely crazy because I'm not a writer per se. I'm an entrepreneur and a business guy. Uh, But I saw what really disturbed me in the marketplace, and it's even more evident now, just looking at what's happened recently with the impeachment and all that. But I just couldn't believe everything that people were doing, and it all boiled down to being self-centered and what's in it for me. So I took a dictation recorder and went around, and when I saw something I couldn't believe, I started noting that down in in, uh, dictating it, and then I wrote it down Eventually, I got 60 pages of typewritten text, and then I uh, decided I put together an outline and then wrote the first book, which was about three years ago. But then I uh, actually got an editor and a, and a uh, journalist who helped me uh, take that book and rearrange it, and now it's been very successful. And I call it the ticket to, to cultural change because what I'm viewing, and I think most people agree, is our culture seems to be degrading. We don't care about people as much as we used to. It's always a what's in it for me attitude. And of course, that's more evident in the in the government and congressional dealings today about they're so polarized, they don't know how to get together and, and work something out. So I'm passionate about taking this to another level, 
because we need to change how we think and how we act towards others because when you do that, then you actually get more in return. That problem is people do it for the expectation to get something in return. And that's where the fallacy comes in. That is so true. I mean, I, I know that in my own arena of business, it seems to be the same way. And so often people, they're always focused on the dollar bill versus exactly. on what they can actually do, you right. know, to help someone. And so I thought your book was very intriguing. I have it here actually with me. I'm sure that everybody knows that I do have a copy of it. Thank you. I so it's really nice that I was reading it. So I haven't gotten all the way through it, but it's very enjoyable read. And um, I think it's something to maybe wake us up a little bit because maybe we are falling into this realm of not giving a damn, you know? Yeah, I think we're falling into the trap that, um, and there's a lot of factors that have caused people to be more self-centered, technology being in, uh, being one specific. And then what we're learning from the media and what we're learning on TV has changed dramatically over the last 30 years. When I was growing up, you know, we saw these programs that taught us morals and lessons like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and the Brady Bunch and Captain Kangaroo. You don't see those programs on TV anymore. It's always Naked and Afraid or the Kardashians or, you know, Survivor, Survivor where there is a element of individualism instead of working together. And so we, we try to do that to get ahead. And there's a lot of factors, especially with technology, because we communicate more, but we communicate in a fashion that is not face-to-face. And I think that face-to-face communication, you lose a lot of nonverbal communications. You lose a lot when you're talking to somebody via text or email. What we're kind of missing is that teamwork, right? That we, when we grew up, we grew up in an environment where we went outside and we, we played with our friends or we got together and we did stuff with them. And they don't really do that now as much. They're a little bit more self, so to speak. They're on the internet more. They're on their phones. They're on their computers, playing their games. And the social aspect of it, they're lacking that. They're not seeing that they're touching and affecting someone else. You know, you're right, Cece. You know, we used to go out and play kick the can. Or yes, me too. <laughs> and softball games with people. And, and, and you don't see kids doing that at all. Now, they go home and you're right, they're playing those video games. And the video games are teaching them not morals and respect. They're teaching about violence. They're teaching about who to shoot whom and how you can get ahead. And that that's a very terrible lesson that's being um, taught in the video games. And then when you think about um, today and the political environment, boy, there's so much criticism. There's so much condemnation. They complain. They never have the chance to work together or even want to work together. It's like kids in the sandbox and they're fighting all the time and therefore nothing gets done. And I think the lessons that we learn can start at the top. And uh, those lessons are very poorly done. You know, I wouldn't want my kids to learn anything about what they're doing in Congress today because there's no cooperation. And I'm taking a stance against that. I'm going to be coming out with some interesting ways that I think Congress uh, can get together. I've put together this Congressional Accountability Pledge. In fact, I sent it to everybody in Congress about a month ago when I did my launch, and nobody got back to me. And the Accountability Pledge is hey, you got to cooperate, you need to work together, you need to do the right thing, you, you're, you're, um, 
your vote should be in the best interest of the people and all that kind of stuff that's not getting done. We learn by, a lot of us learn by what we see, right? And the behavior that's out there, we tend to reflect upon that. So whatever we see, we bring it in, we digest it, and then it ends up being kind of part of our lives. And so if we're looking at, you know, and I don't usually do shows about the government, but if we're looking at our government, if we're looking at the media, if we're looking at some of the things that are happening on television today and just in our surrounding areas, it doesn't give our our young people someone to look up to, you know, and so we need those. Remember when we were kids and we had those heroes, right? right. And we watched those shows and we had someone to look up to. They weren't, you know, they it was again, like you were saying, it was um, a show that was based on really showing the morals of someone, developing someone's character, that kind of thing. And the good guy always won out. But now here we're in an environment where... It's just never, it doesn't seem to be a good guy anymore. You know, we're just fighting and bickering. And so where are we going with that? And, and you're right, because the lessons that are being taught are not the lessons that we want to teach our kids. Right. And we used to get those lessons at home 40, 50 years ago when typically there, there was at least one parent at home, but now the parents aren't there. So when they come home, you know, the kids are on uh, the video games and there's always so much to do that there's, that interaction. And then when they sit down at the dinner table, they're on their phones, right? There's not lack of that communication. Now, that's not always true with everybody, but there's a general trend that because of technology, because of government, because of a religion that's not as what it used to be, and, and I'm not saying people should be religious, but you know, there's a, there's a fact in my book where when people are more religious, Ohio State put this uh, study together. You actually live longer, and when four years longer. And they did a, a state uh, uh, a study on that, which was I thought was very interesting. And then when you volunteer and you show gratitude, what happens is your body becomes satisfied. You know, when we're stressed out all the time, it wreaks havoc on the body. Mm-hmm. And so, if we can find ways to show gratitude, to to volunteer, or do these things for other people. It's amazing how much your health will improve. And that's another message that I'm trying to get uh, by doing those kind of things. Well, that's so true. I know that I deal a lot with those that are, you know, traveling through relationship loss. And, and so one of my tips is to step outside of yourself and help someone else. Because it does a lot of different things. Number one, it puts your mindset in another arena. The other thing, it it makes you really appreciate the fact that, you know, maybe you don't have it as bad as you think you do when you see someone else. You know, you experience what they go through and you realize, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe my life isn't quite so bad and that I can get a handle on it. But it's just, you know, you want to move forward in a very positive way. And and so I, I get your book. I think I totally understand what you're trying to say with regards to moving forward in in a more of an appreciative fashion. You know, it's the attitude of gratitude. And when you think about what you do for other people, and it happens with me and I think most people, the attitude of gratitude is when you do something nice for somebody and they say thank you, there's a sense of feeling that, wow, you know, it, I've, I've helped somebody. And I and I think that's why we're here on this earth. I always ask this question, and very few people can answer it. And that question is, why are you here on earth? Why did God put you there or put you here? But if you don't believe in God, why are you here? 
And people can't answer that question. And, there, you know, I, I, um, I can answer that pretty readily, but I want to go back to a, a friend of mine, Steve Gleason. And he is a famous New Orleans football player, and he contracted ALS about seven years ago. And he's a young guy, 32, he got ALS. And then he is totally immobile. And I, I was fortunate enough to know Steve. He wrote my opening forward to the book. And Steve said he's not at all unhappy with the fact that he got ALS. But he says, now I know what my purpose in life is. And that purpose is to help other people who have ALS by introducing them technology so they can have a better quality life. And I thought that was just really interesting because he told me he's not uh, confined by his wheelchair, but he's liberated by it. And therefore, his purpose is to do what he can to help other people live a more productive life. And that's what we need to do, all Americans, is what can we do to make other people's lives better? And by making other people's lives better, you make your own life better. In fact, you're healthier. Overall, you're happier. And and there's a lot of statistics that, 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 are, that are proven in, in my book. You're absolutely right with that. So, so often we, if we step out of ourselves a little bit, we start to realize that there's an environment out there. And when things start happening to us, and maybe they're not in a very positive mindset, you know, maybe you're thinking that you're going through some sort of, of struggle within your life. Often, if we think about what we can learn from that, our takeaway is tremendous because it really shifts our mindset. It moves us in another direction. And often it moves us in where we're actually helping people be able to move through that same situation. So it certainly can change your life and those around you. You know, and I think, you know, when you think about all the people who create violence, I think they don't have a purpose in life, right? So they look at things that, maybe might fulfill them uh, and get recognition for that. I think if we talk to people and understood where they're coming from, what those issues are, we'd have a less violent society. And, and I think that, that contributes to the lack of a purpose to, to, be, to live a life is what causes a lot of violence. I think that what we're seeing in today's society is the value of not only ourselves, but the, the value of others. And so when we have a lot of violence going on, it's really a lack of, of, of value of yourself because you don't really care if you get hurt, right? right. And you right. don't care that you're hurting someone else. And so you, we're really taking the human value and, and really not making it as important as it used to be. And I think a lot of it is the technology. I think the things that the kids are learning, the movies that are out there, a lot of things like that, the fictional things that have now made people think that they can just do whatever and it doesn't, and there's not an, a, some sort of a reaction or an effect to that. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Um, if you look at movies several years ago and what's coming out, much more violent, much more pornographic, I guess, much more revealing. But here's the issue in that. When we see all these things and we see all these uh, terrorist attacks, it's now almost becoming that it's acceptable. We, we say, oh, it just happened again. It's, it's just going to continue. We can't allow that to happen. We have to go and fight it. We can't accept these things, and we got to find a way to do something about how we can curb the violence instead of accepting them. And I think the media has a lot to say in this in terms of what they put out 
uh, for people to view. And, you know, I, I have this feeling that I want to make this analogy with dogs, okay? Dogs, when you come home, dogs are so happy to see you. They're always wagging their tail. There's no, you know, they don't talk back to you. I mean, they're just always there. You can do whatever you want to them. They keep coming back loving all the time. And I always, my sister said this. Um, my sister says, let me be the person my dog thinks I am. And if we could oh. be more like that, more kind, more caring, more loving, can you imagine how better the society would be? It's just a kind of a cool quote because I have two dogs and they're always happy to see me, you know, coming through the door. And guess what? It lifts you up too. You know, mm-hmm. you feel good about it. So mm-hmm. I just, let's try to be more like dogs. Oh, think of how loving they are and forgiving they are. Right. You know, I mean, they're so forgiving about something. For us, it's like we don't forgive anything. If something happens to us, we, you know, we hold it and uh, hold it as a grudge and want to get even. But dogs don't. They just, they could care less. They just move on to the next thing, right? Right. No, no <laughs> so. You know, it brought up another point, TC, about, mm-hmm. you know, um, being what I call defensive. And I'm going to make a point. A lot mm-hmm. of times when people say something, we become very defensive because we think it's directed at us. And we have to look and listen to what's being said and not take it in a way that might hurt us. And here's a perfect example. My wife, she's a teacher, and she went back to school in September. And she came home and told me that, you know, all the husbands uh, or the wives got everybody a welcome packet. They got flowers when they came back to school. And you didn't get me anything. And I'm going, oh, you know, I felt bad to begin with. But my first general thought was, well, wait, during the summer, I went to school with you. I helped paint the tables. I helped put the garden together. We did a lot of things together that helped you get ready for the school year. Now, I could have done that. I could have justified the fact that I didn't do what she might have expected, but I didn't. What I said was, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I should have been more aware of what was uh, of that because I wasn't aware of it. And next time I'm going to do better. I got her card and apologized and all that. Not, and it wasn't a big deal, but we always have a tendency to justify our actions no matter what we do. And I think people need to step back and not always justify anything and everything we do and take responsibility and accountability for doing something wrong. Because we always have a justification in what we do to make it in our eyes right. And that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, I agree with that. I I totally agree with that because I I think sometimes when you take the ownership of something, when you, you know, if you're having a disagreement or whatever, like your circumstance, when you, it just deflated the whole thing. When you said, yeah, I'm sorry, I, you know, I screwed up, you know, we all make mistakes and we all go through things and we all have that. I mean, just, just recently I posted on Facebook how I was having a bad day and I, I had, I moved some shows over to my new calendar and then for some reason I must have gotten a call or something and I did move some other ones and then I, I rebooked and so it's like oh my gosh but I, it was totally my fault but it but when you tell someone listen I just made a mistake I just made an error and I'm really sorry it, it really diffuses it it makes the other person realize that you're sincere and that you actually did think about them you know it wasn't it was just something that just happened to you it, it makes a difference. It's yeah. very difficult for us to do that, though. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that has to do, and anything that happens, 
Someone's always making an excuse. It happens all the time, especially in government. It's terrible. But in our Mm -hmm. own eyes, step back and think about, is part of what they're saying is true? Now, it may be delivered in a really bad way, and therefore it makes you even more defensive. But you got to take a deep breath and say, you know, they're probably right. There's probably some element of truth. It was just delivered in a wrong way. Let me say, I will take responsibility. I'm sorry, because I think in every situation, we can make things different. And by saying, I'm sorry, I take responsibility, you earn more respect. And you more, you know, and, and that's what people want, respect and love. Those two elements will grow when you admit that. And you really clear the air and you can start over again. When you do things like that, you know, it's almost like you have a new stepping stone, new sure. stepping ground to be able to move forward. It makes it makes a big difference. I totally I totally agree with you. That. It's hard for us so, to do, though. It's very hard. When yeah. You do you start, think it's harder for men than women? Uh, no, I think. It, yeah, I think it's harder for men than women because men have better e- or more egos than women do. Mm-hmm. Men are, women are more loving. They're more nurturing. Men have egos. They always have to be right. That's a hard thing for a guy to do. It's like asking for directions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the same. I get it. I, I get it. But, it's like, look, I have nothing to prove. I'm, you know, <laughs> I just want people to be happy. I just want people to, to work together for a common good. And when you do that, and we have more people doing that, boy, the world gets so much better. Mm-hmm. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about what we can do to be able to change and make make our lives a little bit better, really start you know, giving a damn right about about what's going on in the world. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. So we'll be just a quick, uh, quick breaks for our sponsors. I want you guys to know you guys are listening to WGSN TV going solo network. I am CC Schatz. We're listening to the business showcase and also the author's corner meet the author. So we'll just pause for a moment for our sponsors. Thank you. Are you looking for that special gift that will tell the one you love just how you feel without having to say a word? There's one place you're sure to find what you want. Quest Jewelers in Maryfield, Virginia. Whether your goal is to make a big splash for that special occasion or a simple reminder of how you feel, Quest has what you need to make it happen. Owners Pete and Wan Tane bring over 20 years of experience and customer service to make your purchase unforgettable. See what they can do for you at Quest Jewelers. That's www.questjewelers.com or call them at 877-660-0826. Do you enjoy stirring and realistic fiction? Check out author and veteran Paul Holbert's work at LiteraryVet.net for intriguing books that will keep you turning pages. Paul uses his experiences to create novels that are true to life, such as his latest, Term Limits, a political crime thriller fitting for today's time and events. Go to LiteraryVet.net, a read you won't want to miss. You are listening to WGSN TV Going Solo Network. I am Cece Schatz. I'm the doyen of relationship building. We have a terrific guest on with us today. He is a business leader himself. He is a business coach, a keynote speaker. He's the author of a wonderful book. It's called Give a Damn, The Ticket to Cultural Change. He's a mentor. I mean, he's just an absolutely gem. And so let's welcome Mark Lewis right back to the show. Thank you, Cece. I appreciate your support. You're terrific. Uh, Oh, it's great. It's great having you. You know, we talk a lot about the first part of the show. We talk a lot about the, the, 
way our environment is, you know, the way our mindsets have started to shift and how we're moving, how we're kind of going into that, not caring about other people and not really owning up to what maybe we should own up to any faults that we might have had, any mistake that we might have done. And then being able to really, you know, move forward in, in, in not in a very good fashion. So how can we shift it? How can we shift our lives to really start caring and being more appreciative of people? Well, the hardest thing for us to do is to try to be more aware of what you're doing. And you have to take it at a very one step at a time. For instance, uh, maybe one thing that you can do during a day, if you see a piece of paper on the ground in the middle of the street, pick it up and throw it away because you wouldn't typically throw that piece of paper in the middle of your living room and leave it there. You know, why do people throw paper out of their car window when they're going down a highway? They wouldn't do that if they were eating and had all this paper and they're done and throw it in the middle of the living room and leave it there. No, they threw it away. Because what you have to do is you have to start internalizing something that would affect you and get outside your own domain. For instance, I saw a video and it's in the book. There's an old man that was walking across the street and he got hit by a car. The next, that car didn't stop, but then another car went around the guy, and a car after car was going around this guy, and I'm going, wait, you you got to help this guy. He's hurt. And after about 60 seconds, which felt like an hour, when watching this video and nobody helping him, someone stopped. But if you were in that car and it was your grandfather, what would you do? You would mm-hmm. get out immediately to help them because now you can internalize something that affects you. We have to start internalizing things that affect us and then do something about it for the good of that person. So you got to look at that re- that way. Would you do the same thing to your – and I always watch one of the things in my book. I go, what would you do if you always knew your mom was watching you? Or a mentor was watching you, or if you if you don't if you, or God was watching you, what would you do? You'd probably act a little differently, because now you you don't want to you don't want to you want to disappoint your mom or a mentor. So there's awareness, and then asking this question: What would you do if mom was watching? It, 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 over time, it, it it'll make it'll have an effect on you. Now you can internalize something that's outside your domain that can help other people. That is very good advice. And it's so true. And, and I know that I had at one time, just to share a story with you years ago, there was a car accident and I stopped immediately and the car started on fire and I pulled the guy out of the car. I don't know how I did it, but I managed to get the door open, get the guy out, move him away from the car and everything. And then of course, you know, the ambulance and the fire department came and all that kind of stuff. And some, some other person was there about the same time I was there. It didn't help me and said to me, he turned to me when I was all done and I had blood all over me and I was, a, I was a mess. And he turned to me and he said, wow, I, I can't believe you did that. You know, I hope you don't get sued. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. <laughs> you well, know, I just saved this guy's life. You know, yeah, I we're dealing with the, the legal system in that regard mm-hmm. because now mm-hmm. people, um, the legal system has been so polarized with all these ads you see on TV, and they're all looking to get a big payday. So if something mm-hmm. goes wrong and you help somebody, the intention is good, but I think there's more laws that that are helping prevent this. But the intention is good. If something bad goes, 
you know, you shouldn't be sued because of it. But that's the problem. Yeah. The legal system mm-hmm. is taking and flipping stuff around that if I do help somebody and it doesn't go well, then I might get sued and therefore I can't take that step to do it. And that's that's a huge problem. That is. That's a very big problem. You're seeing that more and more people are not pitching in, not helping because they're they're worried about what's going to happen in the future because of doing that. And so, you know, I wanted to bring that up because I was when I, when that guy said that to me, I was just totally shocked because it never it never even crossed my mind. Only thing crossed my mind was getting that guy out of that burning car and saving him. I mean, it's the only thing I couldn't I just couldn't imagine, you know. Well, let me put it this way. If that guy had approached and it was his dad, you what would he do? He would have been immediately and gone to help him out, right? Mm-hmm. But you have this mm-hmm. internal um, mechanism that you've learned that a lot of people don't, that I'm going to do the right thing to do in this case is to help the guy, right? Yeah. All the maybe potential things that are very minimal and risk, you absolutely do the right thing. We have to ap- ask ourselves, what's the right thing for me to do in this situation. And you got to act on it quickly. And you did by helping that guy. You saved the guy's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's he actually did think, he thanked me. They found me and, got, and he thanked me afterwards, but for doing it. So I didn't get sued, <laughs> but, and he was okay. And it, it was a good, happy ending. But here's the reality is that we really do as, as individuals, we must step outside of ourselves and stop worrying about what that type of negative consequence is going to be because what kind of world and society are we going to have if we don't you know do the right thing if we don't we should be able to put our head on the pillow at night and say we have done the best we can do in this world today you know right? it, you're absolutely right on this and mm-hmm. most people know what the right thing is and what they should do Most people act and do the wrong thing because they can justify it in their mind as being right. Now you think about this. I'm going down uh, the highway and I've finished my bag and I'm going to throw it out the window. Oh, and the, the justification behind that is, oh, it's only a piece of paper. Someone else will pick it up. So therefore they do it. But they wouldn't do it in the middle of their living room, right? They wouldn't throw it there. So that's what I mean by they try to justify in their mind is it being okay or right, even though it's totally wrong. You can't do that. I see. We have to start in internalizing the right thing and thinking about it. Not It's hard. Believe me, it's hard. Sometimes I have the same issues. You know, that's why I wear this, this wristband. It's, all, mm-hmm. it's give a damn. And sometimes I have to remind myself and I think I sent you one too, and I put it on my wrist, yes. right? Because I have to be reminded on a continual basis. It's hard because we're so ingrained and me being older, I've got habits, right? Habits are, tar- are hard to break when we get older. That's why the biggest thing that I wanna do as I continue to write this book is I'm gonna have a book that's called Give a Hoot and it's for kids. And we gotta mm-hmm. learn for kids from kindergarten to fourth grade of what it means to have morals, respect, gratitude, thanking, excuse me, all those things that they're not necessarily getting at, at, the, uh, at the elementary level. And if they are, it's not getting through. Because my wife's a teacher, so they're doing this. I said, well, they're probably doing it when they're 13 or 14. We gotta get it way early when yes. they're doing it. 
Some schools are. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. public schools are probably not. God, we got to have a course that says give a hoot, and it's every year, and they teach it just like English and math. And then I think the and we got to start early so they get it. That's my goal. Okay, and then you need to have another one for the teenagers because I think it needs to be reinforced again as they as they move forward. But I agree with you. I mean, I went out to dinner with my family this last uh, last night, and actually, my little uh, grandson he didn't like his brownie, right? And so he goes, and my other my granddaughter she ordered cake. Uh, chocolate cake and so he didn't like the brownie and so he's not going to eat the brownie and he was kind of sad and she right away offered her cake she said you can have some of my cake and she was really giving give her the cake and i thought to myself what a sweet girl i mean so we commended her for for thinking outside and and really trying to help him because he didn't like the brownie to to offer hers so how many but i thought then when because i had thought about your book and i thought then how many people would have done that how many would have said well too bad you got the brownie you don't like it yeah <laughs> and it's a lot of sharing and caring and yeah and that was taught i mean that's mm-hmm. a, a great trend now think about this think about what effect that had on the little boy and what effect mm-hmm. it had on her she felt good that she did something for somebody and he felt great that he got something in return even though he didn't like the brownie everybody wins right that's the point we have to quit thinking that only one side's gonna win and and the other side's gonna lose that's that's what they teach on tv there's always winners one winner and everybody else losers no we have to work together and everybody wins that's people need to think that that's how it happens That's how it works and everybody gets happier. Yeah, that's a very good point. And that, that's very true. So what can we do just to close out the show here, give you a few more minutes in, in which to speak. But what can we do to really shift that really? I mean, and create a difference in our lives and in difference in other people's lives. Any any other further suggestions you can give us? Well, you know, Cece, I talked about this already. Just be aware. Just mm-hmm. understand that why you're here what are you here for and then you know if you want to learn more about it you can get this book and i'm very passionate about this i you know i want other people to understand that they need to take what i call the american accountability pledge go to giveadambook.com and take that pledge it says i'm going to care about others i'm going to do all the right things and when you take that pledge you start reminding yourself over time and it'll hit you your mind will get it and then it'll get it again, it'll get it again, and then everybody wins. We have to be constantly reminded. There's a lot of examples in the book of what you can do. You join the website, we'll be sending out different things about what you can do to be accountable, responsible, caring. There's a lot of things that we can help to, to get to society. And if we do it one person at a time, one, two, three, we get up to a million young kids, they get it, then I think society improves. One thing we got to do is change how government acts towards each other too, and that's that's my next initiative. Well, I think we can start with us being adults yes. and and hopefully you know acting that way and being more responsible and more caring and more giving and um, be appreciative of other people. So I totally agree with that. Listen, everyone, I want to make sure that we get the information to you. It's uh, the website is called Give a Damn Book. Com. It's just exactly how it spells, G-I-V-E-A-D-A-M-N-B-O-O-K.com. And then, of course, his email, um, if you guys want to email him, it's mlewis 
at giveadambook.com. That's M-L-E-W-I-S at G-I-V-E-A-D-A-M-N-B-O-O-K.com. So uh, Lewis, this has been a great show. I think it's going to change lives. I really do. I feel people, if they'll step back and think to themselves, gee, would my mom want me to do this? Right. It's a big lesson. We have to set the example for people by doing this over and over and over again. And you know, when you do that, People like to be around people who are positive and setting examples of good. And that's yeah. the key. We got to get more of those kind. You and I are there. More people we need to be there. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. So start right it. now and get the book. So and go on the website and uh, get more information. Give a damn and then sign up and take your pledge. You know, you guys do it. Step out, take a pledge and uh, teach your kids to do the same thing. Have them sign up. And take a pledge and, and let's all work together on making this world a better place. Thank you. I've set a great example for all this. You're doing the great work and, and what you're doing and helping get the, the word out. So I really do appreciate being with you and, and, and your support. And we'll continue to work together to get this down to a science, as they say. Absolutely. Let's have it. Let's grow a big community of people that care, right? Well, let's give make a it. damn movement. That's what I'm trying yeah. to create. Go take that pledge. We get a million, <laughs> two a million people. Take the pledge, and we got a big movement. Okay. So, well, I'll be you. there. You guys come join me. So that'll be a lot of fun. I, I totally agree with that. And it's a great book. So you guys get it. It's you know, it's right there. We can get it on Amazon, right? You yeah, you right on Amazon. Amazon. If you send me an email, yeah. if you want multiple books to give out to give as gifts, I'll uh, send them to you. I'll sign them all too. If you get it on Amazon, I can't sign it unless I see you. So that's if you right. send me an email and you want a book, I'll mail it to you. Yeah, I agree with that. So you guys, you know, it's a great book. It's a great, you know, we got the holiday time right here. It's a nice book to give someone. And you know what? I think why not change their lives for the new years, right? Yeah, well, changing people's lives for the better. Mm -hmm. And I think people live longer for you. Thank you, Cece. You've been terrific. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Well, listen, we're going to have to close out the show. This has been a delight. I absolutely enjoyed it. You guys, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You're listening to WGSN TV Going Solo Network. We have showcased the business showcase right here and also the author's corner. Meet the author. What a great author we had here today, Mark S. Lewis. And of course, again, his book is right here. Give a damn. It's a, it's a wonderful book. It's the ticket to cultural change. Let's make a change. Let's make a change in our lives and people's lives. And most of all, you know, our youth that are coming up because our our world's going to be a better place with them around for sure. So love y'all. Talk to you later. See you next week. So I will talk to you then. Bye for now. Thank you. You're listening to WGSN DB going solo network singles talk radio channel, where we take a lighthearted and candid approach to discussions on the journey of relationship loss, divorce, parenting, being single relationships, building dating, and yes, sex. Join our listeners and begin living your best life.